You are listening to episode 21 of the Floxy Hope Podcast. You are listening to the Floxy Hope Podcast. My name is Lisa Bloomquist Palmer, and our guest today is James. Thank you so much for joining us, James. It's a pleasure, Lisa. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, so glad to speak to you. So. You can read James's journey through fluoroquinolone toxicity on floxyhope.com if you want to get the written version. But um, James, can you tell the audience who is listening just a little bit about yourself? Uh, yeah, um, I'm James. I'm 24 years old. I'm from the UK. Um, I'm from Telford in Shropshire, uh, not far from the main city in Birmingham. Um, I'm an, uh, an engineer for heavy plant and equipment. Uh, I've done it for the last five years, and uh, yeah, I really, really, really enjoy it. Uh, I like to, you know, spend time with friends and stuff, and see family, and uh, play with my dogs. <laughs> that so. sounds good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's good. And, and and I'm sure everything was, you know, relatively good. Everyone's life has ups and downs, but um, was, exactly. was your health was your health good before you took the fluoroquinolone? I mean, yeah, I didn't have any problems at all. I mean, my health seemed, you know, to me, you know, I, did, I wasn't crazy. You know, I went to the gym when I could. I spent a lot of time working, so it was always, you know, whenever I could. And, you know, I didn't eat, didn't eat the best, but I didn't eat the worst. But I was never, I'd never ever felt disabled in my life, put it that way. And, it, you know, when, when I was actually poisoned, it, it felt like I was disabled. Like, I, you know, the things I could do before, I just couldn't do. It was it was it was so surreal, but but um yeah it's it's been I know it's uh, been a short journey for me, but a lot shorter than others. But um, it's still been painful, and uh, I've lost a lot, but uh, I've gained a lot along the way as well. So yeah. Yeah. So let's let's talk about this. Let's start from the beginning. Um, how how were you prescribed a fluoroquinolone? Which one were you prescribed? Um, what what happened? Right. It it was around. Uh, start of July. I can't. I don't know the exact date, but um, I was um, I was, going, I was due to go on holiday and um, to, to to Florida with my family and uh, partner at the time. And anyway, I was I was at work the one day, and you know I, I had this, you know I'd always had this um, nagging toothache. So I, I thought, you know, I don't have a horrible, real bad toothache when I go before I go on holiday. So uh, I went to the dentist. Uh, on well, I was at work Monday. I went to the dentist on the Wednesday, and uh, they prescribed me. Well, they did an X-ray and they said there's no sign of anything, no infection, but we're going to prescribe you a metrolazole, um, I think it's called. And um, yeah, so I took so I took that, and uh, you know, by the Friday, and uh, it, I was, it was it was weird. I was I was at work working on a machine, and then I just literally I stepped down off the machine, and I just started having sudden like nerve pain in my in my lower abdomen, down to um, the testicular area, and like I mean. When I say nerve pain, it was literally unbearable. You know, I could barely, you know, I was walking. It was absolutely horrible. Like, I was walking really funny. So, um, yeah, I, uh, that night, because I was due to go on holiday on the Monday, and that was Friday, so I went straight to the hospital. And I, uh, like, with the RNHS, you're in for a long wait. But um, <laughs> I was seen at about 2 in the morning. I took the antibiotics with me and uh, said, you know, could these cause this nerve pain? This was the met- metrolazole. And the doctor said no. He had a quick look and basically sent me on my way. Uh, so I took took lots of painkillers uh, until the holiday. Um, I never forget the day we flew on the Monday. I was still in, you know, I was in absolute agony. I was dosed up on painkillers. Uh, made the flight and uh, it was a nine-hour flight into Orlando. As soon as I landed, I was in hospital straight away because the pain was unbearable. I was I was sat on the plane. I was sweating. You know, I could barely. You know, it was severe. I was, 
it was close to knocking me out the pain was so I went to a hospital in Orlando and um, they did a, an ultrasound of my stomach and my uh, testicles and they found basically nothing just just cysts so anyway um, they gave me a uh, what compared to what they gave me in the UK they gave me some you know a lot a lot stronger it was called atisom morphine which is kind of like a an NSAID I think like kind of like an ibuprofen um, basically I that that pretty much put me through the whole day. Um, I was quite, I, you know, I had, I had a really good time. It was really good, but I was, you know, I was on, I was on painkillers, but I still enjoyed myself. Um, anyway, uh, had ten days in Florida. I uh, flew back home into Manchester Airport, and I was due. Well, I, I flew back home on the Friday again. No, it was yeah Friday, and um, I was due back at work Monday. Um, I went to work on the Monday, and uh, well, this is the day. Pretty much everything changed. I went went to work on the Monday, and you know, I just said said to management, I just said, um, you know, this this pain is, I just can't work with it. So I, I went to the hospital and obviously waited around, waited around, and uh, I saw a urologist, and um, he said to me, right, you've he had a look, and uh, he said, uh, you know, we think you have an infection in, in the your right testicle. Um, they did. Um, urine samples and stuff but he said um, there's he said you know it's red and swelling there's no you know we haven't picked up that you've got an infection but I think you've got one so uh, they, uh, he said we could either take you into surgery to have a look and I was like uh, no <laughs> or um, you could try some antibiotics and uh, that's that's when they they gave me the Cipro uh, yeah they gave me the, that Cipro and I took the first pill that night on the Monday night um, and I just you know, overnight, I fell asleep and I, I woke up in the morning and I was sweating. And I was like, "What? The, what's going? You know, what's going on?" And you know, I, was, I leaned over to grab some water. And my, you know, I just lost my grip. My grip was completely. You know, this is off like one pill. And I was like, "What? The, you know, what the hell's going on?" And uh, yeah, it was it was surreal from then on. I mean, I I told them, I asked them if it was you know if it could be a, a reaction to the Cipro, and I just wasn't told the warnings at all. No one actually could think that, it, you know, it could be that. And they sent me away with a prescription. And um, over the next four days, I took four more. Uh, it was two a day. No, the next three days it was, I took another four pills. And um, that's when the worst that came. The, you know, the overall body pain was absolutely unbearable. Some, you know, and I, you know, I was just so frightened because, you know, going from working and not being basically nearly not being able to walk like my, all my tendons were in absolute you know, agony you know my fingers were numb you know I'd wake up in the middle of the night and I wouldn't be able to move a limb and I'd be like what the you know it's like it was like the feeling of someone was you know when you sleep on a limb and it falls asleep and you wake up but that this was different because my arms were always on the side and I was like what the you know and I had tingling you know it was, it was that's basically how uh, how I took it anyway and that's when it started yeah so. yeah so it sounds yeah. like um, peripheral neuropathy. Mm. Yes, yes, uh, which I which I came to find out, found out later uh, with my own research. But um, yeah, that's that's what that was, <laughs> along with other symptoms. For, yeah, for sure. Yeah, neuropathy is really difficult to. I, I think it's difficult to diagnose because it, how people yeah. describe it is so different. You know, yeah. like for me, it was like, well, my hands and feet really hurt. And, yeah. and I had some of like the twitches, but like, I didn't know, I didn't have the vocabulary to call that yeah. peripheral neuropathy and like same with you with like your limbs falling asleep and, and tingling. Yeah. 
Like that's also peripheral neuropathy, but unless people say to their doctor, Hey, this is peripheral neuropathy. I wonder if a lot of cases are missed. Exactly. I mean, I, I just didn't know what was going on. You know, you know, I was only 23 at the time. I'd never had any prior health issues and I was just so frightened. I just didn't know what was going on. So I just kept going to the doctors and they were just not giving me any answers. It was, it was so surreal. Like, I didn't even know what peripheral neuropathy was before, before it happened to me. You know, I, you know, my, my fingers were in pain, you know, I'd have, like like a burning pain in my legs. It was, it was oh, it was horrible. That was you know it was it was so frightening because someone of my age could just go overnight to to basically being the way that I was. It was it was scary because it's uh, it's real. Um, it turns your life upside down. That's for sure. It's, uh, it has changed my life forever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So I'm echoing a little bit. I apologize to the people who are. Who are That's listening. absolutely. Fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Did you have any other symptoms? Oh uh, yeah, I mean, I you, you name it. I mean, uh, I had the peripheral neuropathy, so that was basically basically all over body pain, uh, tingling, numbness, uh, burning pains. My eyes were absolutely killing, like especially my right side of my body. Most of my symptoms are right sided, which I found strange. They were always right sided. So weird. But I did have the odd the odd left left sided body symptoms, but the right side was more severe. Like my right eye, like would just burn and it feel like there's pressure behind my eye like someone has inserted like an airline and just started squeezing like air into the back of my eye it was, it was horrible like you know i got the black floaters all i still have the, the floaters now but um yeah i had the, I had the floaters you know i had the, the eye pain even my vision decreased it you know my vision it's still not the same as what it was i mean uh like like I, if i concentrate you know back then if, if i concentrated really hard i could see like like visual snow sort of thing. It was like like little bits of rain coming down in my vision. It was it was frightening. It really was. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. It was just terrifying. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I just didn't know what to do because at the, at the time I was going to the doctors and they weren't giving me answers. So, you know, and my family and, you know, ex-partner at the time was just like, what's going on? What's the matter with you? You know, yesterday or a week ago, you were a complete different person and now you can barely get out of bed. You know, I was being sick. Oh, it was, it was it was horrible. It was really really horrible. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I, I can also remember. I think it was the second week. Uh, I woke up in the middle of the night, and it, it you know, I woke up. I was with my partner at the time. With I woke up, and it felt like someone was pushing like frozen ice through my shoulder. It was, it, you know, it was so painful. Like the pain was unreal. You know, I was shaking in bed, and you know, and she was just, you know, it's like, what's the matter? Are you just not yourself. <laughs> it, it changes who you are like it really does. it doesn't just affect your body it changes yeah it, it, it affects the person you are like your brain it just just completely attacks you so yeah it was it was surreal at the, t- at the time it really scared me it still does scare me but it, it also scares me a lot to think that people they're still being prescribed this for you know stupid infections when it you know something a lot more safer can be prescribed you know children are being prescribed and it's you know what happened to a child but would you know, what would they do? Oh yeah, so. like it's it's absolutely terrifying thinking about how a child would go through this. You know, um, as as a 32 year old, I felt like a bomb was going off in my body, and I was terrified. I was completely yeah. terrified, and I also had some changes in my personality as well. And yeah. and for a child to go this, a child who doesn't know how to cope, it's just criminal. Yeah, it's really criminal. It's really awful. Yeah. It really- 
So, so you said that the doctors weren't able to help, and I know that that's the experience of a lot of people. Um, yeah. What did the doctors say? Did they say anything? Well, at the time, it, it took me a while to figure out that it was actually the, the CIPRO that caused it. You know, I was looking for other answers, you know. Like, um, i go to the doctors, i explain their symptoms, and then they sent me, you know, they sent me for a scan, an MRI, which revealed nothing. I had a brain scan, which revealed nothing. Uh, then they said I had fibromyalgia, and I was just like, "What? You know, you know, you know." I, went, I said, I had, "The doctor said I had fibromyalgia," so I went to see a, a rheumatologist, and uh, he did loads of tests, and he said, "No, it's not fibromyalgia." And I'm like, "What the?" You know, at the time, I was like, "You know, my job's in jeopardy because I can't barely work." Uh, you know, my relationships in jeopardy. Um, you know, and and it was it was absolutely you know and, and, and insane to you know, and doctors were just I saw like bounce around doctors, different you know, a neurologist, a rheumatologist. You know, and a uh, uh, urologist, and it, none of them had answers for me. And uh, but, um, there was only—I only ever found one doctor that actually believed me, and uh, he was uh, actually my uh, GP, my general practitioner. And he actually believed me, so I'm grateful for that. Um, I, you know, I went to acupuncture. Um, he believed me. You know, I, I paid privately, but you know, just that helped me a lot. You know, just having someone to talk to and actually believe me. Um, I, you know, I saw, I saw chiropractors, uh, you know, and also I, you know, I, I had, um, um, I had the counseling for mental health that, you know, it, it literally drove me insane. It, it drove me crazy. Like I just couldn't stop thinking about it because my life was just, you know, it, was, it felt like my life was on the line, like fight or flight. I was constantly in the mirror, like my eyes would hurt. I'd be poking at my eyes being like, what, what's going on? And it scared me to a point where it, you know, basically drove me, it drove me insane. And, uh, I'm so grateful that uh, I had someone like like well, my um, counselor was Jane and she she was she was fantastic she she helped me the most I'd say I'm and so, uh, I'm so glad yeah. I'm so like I'm glad yeah. that we were able to get some help from from a counselor you know paying paying attention to um, the psychiatric effects of these drugs they like it's hard to discern you know how much of the um, psychological and psychiatric effects are side effects of the drugs and how much of yeah. those are just a reaction, like a perfectly natural reaction when it feels like a yeah. bomb is going off in your body, when you're having, when you're losing your relationships and you're losing your job and you can't function and you can't get out of bed, like really suddenly, yeah. Yeah. it's perfectly natural to be really, really scared and to be really yeah. depressed and to have some serious anxiety problems. But then again, yeah. like those are also symptoms from the drugs yeah. too. I mean, I went to the doctors and, you know, a lot of them said, oh, you know, you've got anxiety. And I'm like, yeah, I've got anxiety and depression because my body's falling to pieces, you know, wouldn't you? <laughs> but, yeah. You know, I mean, wouldn't, wouldn't you have, you know, you know, I always think, you know, if something like this happened to one of them, what would they do? You know? So. Yeah. And, and people really have trouble understanding that, that this could happen. You know, yeah. like, like I know that I wouldn't have understood before it happened to me. And I think that a lot of people are getting, are getting the word and they're hearing about it more and more. And so people are starting to understand, but still like, it's, it's really foreign that a drug could do this to people. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you ought to be really proud of what you, you know, yourself, what you're doing, you know, you, you, you will help a lot, a lot of people around the world, you know, if, if the word gets out, you know, and, you know, doing stuff like this can might actually help other people. So that's, yeah, if I can do that and help other people, then I will. Simple yeah. as that. Yeah, and thank you. I and I really appreciate you telling your story too. Like getting your story out there is is helping to inform people. And by yeah. the way, um, 
for for people who are listening, anyone over in Europe, if you guys could please report the ear effects to the EMA, they're asking for people to report their side effects. So like people, actually anyone who's listening, if you're in the U.S., please report your side effects to the FDA. If you're over in Europe, report the, the side effects to the EMA. And I'll post some links in this podcast yeah. to so that yeah. people can report their effects. You know? Yes, but... Yeah, so maybe it'll get more acknowledged from, you know, the European Medicines Agency and from the Food and Drug Administration here in the U.S., you know? Like, those are, those are first steps. It really, it really does need to get recognized because people's lives are getting ruined. You know, I feel so lucky to, you know, it's been eight months now, but nearly nine months now. And, and you know, a lot of, some people are sick for the rest of their lives or, and some people are sick but just don't know there's a Cipro. Some people get diagnosed with all sorts, like fibromyalgia. Like Some people think, oh, it's just that, but what if it's a Cipro? You know, but they just didn't have the warning, which makes me think, you know, there's like thousands of people out there that think they've got some sort of disease, but they're just being crippled by, by these tablets. It's crazy. It is crazy. It and, is crazy. and the delayed reactions really make it difficult for people to connect. You know, yeah, exactly. Sometimes, sometimes people don't have the worst of their reaction until you know, a couple of months after they took the drug. And who would think that that could even be a possibility, that that could happen to someone? And so exactly. so they don't connect the antibiotic to what's happening in their body. Um, no. but, but more and more people are starting to connect it. And, you know, with us just talking about it, it's hopefully it'll reach someone who will go like, oh, yeah, I did take Leviquin or Cipro or Avalox or Floxin, you know, right before things yeah. just fell apart in my body yeah exactly yeah i mean the thing is is like you say about delayed my reaction happened pretty much straight away the morning after i took the first pill, i was having some symptoms not that you know severe enough for me to be scared of my wits but it got worse and worse as i took more tablets but um like say some of these reactions can be set off by like ibuprofen or anything like that like they could take the cipro and two months three months later take ibuprofen and then all of a sudden just the bomb goes off and they just just don't know what's going on. And then they go to all these doctors and they're probably prescribing more pills and more pills, you know, and it's, it makes it worse. Yeah, it yeah. does. Mm-hmm. I'd say so. really scary. really scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's okay. <laughs> Sorry. So you're, the you're, long, you're a long way away from me. <laughs> it's true. So, yeah. James, can you tell us a little bit more about how what what helped you, how you recovered? Um, well, to start with, like I say, it was about two or three months until I actually realised what was going on. Well, well, I'd say about two months that, that, that I knew it was a separate after my research. But um, I, you know, to start with, I took a lot of supplements. Um, I did, you know, I took magnesium, coenzyme, uh, you, know, you name it. I basically took it: vitamin D, B, B12. You know, all these sort of supplements, uh, I changed my diet a little bit. Um, I, you know, I tried to do exercise. I always walk my dogs every single day. But some days, like, you know, if there was a, a gradient of a hill, like, the dogs would just, like, pull me up the hill. And I, I was like, geez, I can you know, barely walk. But, you know, I kept at it. Um, I was on supplements for a good few months. but And, and I tried um, I tried the Walls diet as well um, at the time. That It did help, but... For me, I was, you know, I felt like I was being controlled by the Cipro. I felt like I was trapped and that I didn't have any choice but to go on these diets and take these supplements. So it was making me miserable. Like I was, you know, I know they help, but for me, it just wasn't me. You know, I, just, I don't, I don't, you know, I've never took these things in my life, you know, and gone on diets. But so eventually, you know, when I felt 
you know, somewhere where I could actually function a little bit better. I just stopped the supplements, you know, and, and I tried to just, you know, aim to be not better, but aim to be at a point where I'm happy again, so to speak. You know, I, I always think, you know, with this, it's you, you should aim for, for happiness. Like, even now, I'm not 100% better. I'm about 90%, but um, I'm a lot happier than I was back then. So that's that's what everyone's searching for is you know happiness and you know even if you don't get 100 percent, which i am i'm not i still have some lingering issues if you can find a point where you're happy then it doesn't you know the rest will follow that's just the way i looked at it yeah, yeah. I, I think that that's really wise <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i i did it a lot different to other people you know i i contact a lot of people you know and you know they took you know they're speaking about no, I, I stuck to a small supplementation, you know, I didn't go crazy, but some people, you know, I spoke to were like, do this, do that, do that, do this, but it just wasn't me, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't myself, it was, you know, I, was, I was just didn't, I didn't want to change, you know, I'd lost my body and my mind, but I didn't want to lose my soul, basically, do you understand, like, if I wanted to feel in control, you know, being in control of it was the biggest win for me ever, and basically, the main thing, I, you know, I, I have people talking quite a lot about it. I have to put my story on there. And uh, I always just say, it's, it, like you said to me, it's just it's just time. Time is the best thing for you. And keeping a real strong mind. It I is. Know, hard, yeah, it's so hard to keep a strong mind. Because, you know, like I say, it literally drove me insane at the start. It drove me nuts. And, you know, I'd, I'd never let myself get that way again, ever. Yeah. Mm. And, and, and different things help different people, you know. Like, like I don't think that you know time is the only factor time is certainly a big factor though and you know yeah. whatever helps you get through the time and you know some people some people feel more comfortable if they're doing yeah. something you know and if and if that something is a diet or if that something is supplements yeah. then then that can be really yeah. helpful and i think like also in fact the diet and supplements can be helpful in themselves oh too. of course yeah. Yeah, I, mean, like, but, uh, I took supplements and i went on the walls diet for about a month and a half and that that did help an awful lot but like I say, for my mind, it didn't help my mind. It helped my body a lot, but not 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 the person I was. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And and you need to take care of both, you know. Yeah. And and if it's causing more anxiety to be watching every single food that you eat and never going out to eat with your friends and yeah. um and and just never relaxing about it, then that can be destructive yeah. as well. So mm. like like it's a fine line, and everyone has to find their own balance, and it's hard. Yeah, it, it really is. I mean. You know, if you want to, you know, do things to make yourself better, just, just you know, go and do it. But I was going to work. You know, I was, so I was still able to work, but I was sort of demoted to 40 hours. And I was sat at a desk for seven months. I was sat at a desk from, from being an engineer. And uh, I was going to work for 40 hours and I was sat at a desk, coming home, cooking all my meals, and then just going to bed and being miserable all day again, and then cooking my meals and then taking my, you know, for me. Fair enough, it'll help other people. So if it helps someone, you know, do it. But for me personally, you know, it was just time. It really, it really was time. And uh, you know, once once I reached the point where I I could I could work again and get my old job back was was just the the biggest thing for me. You know, and, it was the biggest. And so you have gotten your old job back. Yeah, um, I've just done uh, four weeks. Uh, I went to because we have occupational health, so we have an in-house doctor. I had to go and see him. And he, uh, he said, right, you can have your old job roll back 40 hours a week for four weeks. And today was my last day of the four weeks. So back, back to next week, I'll be back on my full hours. But for the last four weeks, I've been back on the tools. So, yeah, it's good. It's really good. That's amazing. That's wonderful. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah I'm able to climb up machines, you know, big, big heavy 
dump trucks and tracks. You know, I, I'm able, you know, I'm able to do the same things before I was doing those. You know, I'm able, you know, I'm able to, to, you know, sweat again. I had a real, real trouble sweating for some reason. I couldn't sweat. I don't know why, but I'm able to sweat again. You know, and I'm. Um, it was strange at the start. I lost loads of weight, like I lost like a stone or a stone and a half. But then when I got my gut under control, I started putting weight on. But you know, I'm a little overweight, but I'm starting to lose a bit of weight now. I've got my old job back. I lost about four or five pounds, so that's good in the last Yeah. yeah. You, know, yeah. You, you know, getting poisoned is not a very good way to lose weight, you know? Like, I'd always wanted to lose, like, that 10 or 15 pounds, except then when I quickly dropped the 10 or 15 pounds from getting poisoned by Cipro, um, that yeah. wasn't how I wanted to lose it. It, it was surreal like for the first three weeks I was being sick like my gut it completely destroyed my gut like anything I'd eat I'd just throw up because my gut was that that bad like I was taking supplements too early so my gut obviously if you take supplements too early and your gut's not healed then it obviously won't absorb the nutrients properly it's like a leaky gut is that, is that what it's called yeah yeah so it was making me feel, feel really poorly so first I you know I got my gut under control I was eating lots of stuff with um, you know the good good bacteria in it, like you know like yogurts and and all you know, I was just hammering down that sort of stuff. And and once I got my got got under control, the the weight started coming coming back on. And uh, but at the start in the, in the first month or three weeks, I just looked I looked terrible. Like I've got pictures somewhere, I'll have to send it to you. And I looked, you know, I just looked like a skeleton. Like I looked absolutely terrible, you know. But now now my colours, you know, my colours come back, you know. All my weights back up, you know. I'm, I'm able to basically eat what I like now. Um, but whereas before, if I'd eat like anything, anything like high in fat or you know, not basically any processed food, then I literally just feel like crap for like a day or two days, or it makes symptoms worse. But um, but now I'm able to, you know, I can drink beer. I can, you know, it's a lot better. But I consider myself so lucky because there's some people out there that are just in wheelchairs, and it's it's, it's unbelievable. Like the doctors are supposed to help you. I understand, you know, it's not their fault because a lot of the time they just don't know the, the dangers and, you know, they don't know the dangers and, the, the, the like you say, the FDA and the, is it over there, Bayer and Bayer, is it? It's, it's uh, Bayer. Johnson, Johnson Johnson. Yeah, Johnson and Johnson and Bayer. Those are the two but culprits. They just don't, they just don't explain to the doctors or, you know, the, the actual potential dangers of these drugs to an extent where these reactions are actually getting more and more common, you know? So the doctors just think, well, that's not going to happen. But it does. It does. So I don't blame doctors. You know, I, I'm still a bit angry with them, but, you know. Yeah, it, it takes time. You know, it took me a long time to get rid of the anger. The anger. You know, and yeah. I still have a lot of anger sometimes. Yeah. You just don't think it would happen to you, but once it does, you think, Jesus Christ, like, you know, it, anything is possible. So, I'm, you know, I'm very wary of what I take. You know, I, I, since the day I took Cipro, I haven't taken any ph- pharmaceutical medicine. And uh, I don't really think I will ever again, um, to be honest. But um, that's just the way I feel at the moment. I'm still a bit, you know, angry with them. But, you know, it'll soon go. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. And, you know, maybe, maybe things will change if I get into a circumstance where I absolutely need some sort of life-saving medicine and, you yeah. know, of, of course there are situations that are like that, but I'm sure going to try, try my best to avoid medicine as much yeah. as I can. Even the over yeah. counter, over the counter stuff, even Advil, which is just basically ibuprofen. 
Yeah, I, I haven't taken any ibuprofen, no paracetamol, nothing at all. I mean, have you um, taken any other antibiotics since you were flaxed at No, I haven't taken no. any antibiotics. The, um, no. the pharmaceuticals that I have taken, I've taken a couple of antihistamines, and I've been yeah. okay with those antihistamines, um, both, yeah. both Benadryl and Claritin. I'm, I'm not sure exactly what they're called over overseas, yeah. but, um, but I've been okay with antihistamines. Um, I've taken yeah. some Tylenol. I had a horrible yeah. headache. I had like a seven day headache. Um, oh, that was awful. Uh, not too long oh. ago. And that was, that was, uh, I, I had to take some Tylenol. I so just, you, I needed did you feel something. Different? Um, what, did you feel okay when you took them? You didn't have any reactions or? No, I was okay. That's good. That's, that's really good. Yeah. See, there's a point like, so I'm seven months out and I just don't want to risk taking anything. So I just can't, I can't do it again. I can't go through that again. I just, I wouldn't have the strength to do it again. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah. You know, it's you know, and, you know what the thing is, is. I'm just petrified of, like, say, if I ever have another infection, I'm thinking, what if something else causes this? So. Oh, I I agree, and I if I if I get another infection again, it'll be terrifying to take another antibiotic. Like even something like penicillin, I think I'll still be really scared. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, you know, penicillin, and you know, all these. I don't think they're as dangerous as fluoroquinolones because, yeah. you know, fluoroquinolones, they've got, it's, it's fluoride and quins, isn't it? Yep. So they're both toxic. They're both toxic, you know. And I know in places like India, their water's, you know, toxic by fluoride and people die because of the fluoride. And that's what's, you know, that's what's in the pills, fluoride. Right. Right. Yeah. And then here in, here in the U.S., we add fluoride to our water, which is insane. Yeah. Yeah, it's same here as well, yeah. They had um, fluoride, fluoride in water, yeah. It's, it's absolutely crazy. Yeah. It's mad. It, it is. It, it is. It's crazy, for sure. I, I mean, I get some uh, reverse osmosis filtered water, and I hope that it gets out all the fluoride, but I'm not sure that it does. But, yeah. you know, like, we, we do, do what we can. And like you said before, like, both of us are very lucky, and I just want to acknowledge that both you and I had reactions that are not near as bad as a lot of people's. And yeah. you know, my, my heart absolutely aches for the people who will never get better. Um, yeah. You know, they may yeah. have some good days, they may have some ups and downs, but they're never yeah. going to recover to what they were before. And yeah. I'm yeah. really thankful that I was able yeah. to recover to what I was before. And I'm thankful that you were able to, too. What, what, two years, Lisa? Or was it a year you were? I'm sorry? Say that again? Uh, was it a year it took you, or two years? You know, about a year and a half. But yeah. it really depends on how you define things, you know? Um, I, wrote my, <laughs> yes. I wrote my recovery story after a year and a half. But probably yeah. if you saw me nine months after, you would have said that I seemed okay. But, yeah. then, but then, again, I didn't really start to sweat again until... Until about two years after I took Zippo, maybe it was closer to three years, you know. Yeah. And so, so it it just depends on how you count things and what yeah. you consider recovery to be. Like I typically say, about eighteen months, about a year and a half, because that's when I wrote my recovery story. It's about right, yeah. I mean, I mean for me, uh, recovery for me was defined in where you're happy again. Like yeah. I'm. I'm not 100%, but I'm happy. Like, yeah. I, I, you know, compared to what I was, I was miserable, I was so unhappy, but now I'm happy and I can get on with my life. If things don't get any better, then I can still live my life, I can still work, I can still do these things. But like you say, it's, as long as you get to a point where you can be, you know, happy again. And uh, that, that's what it was for me, just getting my, you know, happiness back together and, you know, then my family followed and 
they all seem a lot happier now I'm better as well because it affects people around you like you know it's crazy like you know you, my my pet you know my parents would you know what you know come on what's going on you, you know you snap out of it and I was just like this you know this you know here's the evidence read it yourself and you know it was I had a hard time getting them to believe but you know they came around eventually and yeah. um, they yeah. you know they they were, they were a massive support as well and I'm thankful for them as well. Yeah. yeah, having that support and having those relationships are really important. Um, yeah, you you've mentioned that you had a partner at the time and that she had trouble understanding, and that um, that you guys have split up, uh, right? You mentioned uh, yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm sorry that it cost you that relationship. Yeah, it's uh, it's my um, my biggest regret of the whole thing, to be honest. But um, you know what. I always think of myself, think of it as, you know, what would I have done in, in her shoes, you know, so, because it scared the hell out of her, it really did, it scared the living hell out of her, and I don't, you know, I don't I don't blame her at all, you know. Yeah, it's a really hard thing for partners to go through too, for families, yeah. for support systems, you know, yeah. um, and different people react differently. Um, yeah, I, exactly. You know, I, I don't know that I would have that I would have been a good partner to someone who was going through this, you know? I mean, now I think I would be because now I know better. <laughs> yeah, well, you understand now, don't you? You know, you, yeah. you really understand until you go through something like this. I mean, you know, if, if she was going through something like this, you know, I'd, I'd have just been, you know, scared to death and maybe that was the reason she left. But like I say, I, I just don't, I, I don't blame her. But um, that is my, that's my biggest regret of the whole thing. I mean, obviously with work, I lost seven months of, you know, Money. I lost a lot of money through it as well. I lost about five thousand pound. That was for private medical care and acupuncture and chiropractic and you know massage and you know I did so much to try and help myself. You know, and that was buying like at the start buying loads of organic foods and you know it, it cost me a lot of my savings. It was it was unbelievable. Yeah, it's um yeah it was yeah. <laughs> but but you've made it through and congratulations. Yeah yeah. I've, Made it through by skin of my teeth, but I'm, uh, I'm I'm still here and I've still got a smile on my face. <laughs> yeah, and that's wonderful. That's really yeah. really fantastic. Do you have yeah. any any other advice that you'd like to give people? Any words of wisdom? Um, of course. I mean, um, do, do you want to hear about some of my remaining symptoms? Or? Oh sure. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want me to do you want me to explain? Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, um, today, I mean, to to this day, I've still got. You know, I wake up in the morning, I get out of bed and my legs are quite stiff. Like, I'm very, very stiff in the morning. Um, you know, I, I go to the bathroom, obviously, wash and shower and, and, you know, but once I get my limbs moving, my legs are absolutely fine, but I get the odd nerve pain. Um, I get the odd bit of brain fog maybe once or twice a week, but I always just look at it and I think, no, I'll get through it. Just It's, it's just going to get better and better. And it, it does every week, you know, the brain fog, it either decreases or it's the same, but for a less amount of time. It's, it's very strange. It always fluctuates. Um, yeah, so I get the odd nerve pain. Um, yeah, brain fog. And yeah, I mean, but um, the the main thing as well is um, I'm not I'm not depressed anymore. And uh, you know, I still have the odd bit of anxiety. Um, but but I, I I deal with that in my own way now. Before I couldn't control it, but now I can. So it's all good. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. And uh, my advice to anyone going through this, um, just don't, don't, just keep at it, just keep grinding away because it will get better eventually. You know, it doesn't matter if it takes a year, a month, 10 months, two years, 10 years, but eventually your body will just sort itself out and it will. I mean, um, 
whichever way, you know, and, and go about it the way you want to go about it. You know, don't, don't be, think, think, don't think you're forced to do things that you have to do to get better because your body will do its own thing. Yes. Help your body, you know, but don't go crazy because it'll, cons- it, you know, it can, it can really consume you. It can take a toll on your, on, on your mind and your mind is a very powerful thing. For me, it was a very powerful thing. And, um, just keeping a strong, positive attitude, you know, and uh, not going crazy, really. I mean, you know, if you if you if you go too too crazy, I found for myself, you you end up losing yourself, and um, that that just I I, I I can never lose myself. So, yeah, that's my advice. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well I, I appreciate you writing up your story and taking the time to record this podcast. Um, we've had a couple of bloops in the sound, so let me just apologize know, to the sorry. people who are listening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm glad you made it through for those of you who, um, who are, who are listening and yeah, I just appreciate it, James. If there's no, you're welcome. I mean, I, I owe you a lot. I mean, at the start, you, you were one of the first people I spoke to about it and, um, yeah, you, I owe you enough. I owe you this much anyway. So, yeah. Yeah, it's it's my pleasure to do what I can. Like, I certainly never imagined that Flocky yeah. Hope would reach as many people as it has reached. It um, has. And help as many people as as it's helped. And now that you have your recovery story out there, you're providing hope for people as well. And, like, yeah. hope, hope and just a positive attitude. And honestly, like you just said, just keeping on going and having a little bit of trust and faith in your body and your body's healing abilities. You know, mm-hmm. it's it it's, may not be everything for everyone, but it certainly helps everyone. Yeah, I mean, I woke up every morning and I dragged my ass out of bed. And I, and I said, you're going to, you know, you're going to get through another day. And then tomorrow's going to feel a lot better. And it, it, you know, it did every week it, it felt a lot better. I mean, I had some ups and downs. You know, I had the you know the depression really took a toll on my mind. But once I got that sorted, you know, the rest followed for me. Like my, once I got my head sorted, my body followed it. And um, also, I wanted to ask: Am I the first person on the podcast from Europe? I think so. I think so. Oh, that's a pleasure. <laughs> it's a yeah. Pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah. I also wanted to add. Um, uh, I also wanted to say that um, with, obviously, fluoroquinolone toxicity, I found it was affecting more Americans than anyone from Europe. I always found a lot of Americans were being affected, and it's, it's not acceptable. You know, it's, 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 you know, it doesn't matter where you're from. It's, it's, it's just it's disgusting that someone has to go through it. But um, like I said, I'm not sh- I don't know whether they're more prescribed over there, but I don't know what it was. Yeah, I'm not sure either. I'm not sure if it's because 30 million prescriptions in the U.S. are written each year. Um, but I don't know what the rates are over in other countries. I don't know what it is in you know, the no. U.K. or in Germany or in Russia or, or wherever. Um, yeah. I've actually heard that they're more available over in Eastern Europe than they are over here. So, uh-huh. yeah, I don't, I, I don't know, though. I, and then I heard that Western Europe is a bit more... Um, restrictive on antibiotics so it, yeah. it probably depends on on where people are um, yeah. and, and it's always hard to tell because most of the resources are kind of yeah. American centered you know the the Facebook group yeah. um, you know obviously people from all over the world are on Facebook and join Facebook yeah. but, but it still it's seems a, yeah, like a bit it's more a lot, it? it's, a, it's a lot of a, a bigger country and you've obviously got more um, probably more medical technology and like say you've got a lot lots of doctors and stuff so 
Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure, like, with all the medical technology that we have, like, people are still running into kind of a brick wall. I'm not sure that the technology helps that much. You know, yeah. when people yeah. when people like, tell me that they're from a third world country and they've been hurt by these drugs, um, I'm like, well, you're honestly not that much worse off than the people who have access to lots yeah. of lots of drugs and lots of technology because there is no cure for this, you know? Um, exactly, yeah. Yeah, there's nothing you can do. There is literally nothing you can do except wait it out and fight it out and just keep yeah. fighting every single day. Because yeah. yeah. there is no cure. There really is no cure. But like you say, with a bit of luck and a bit of uh, like knowledge and, and spreading the word, so to speak, that you know they might start thinking, hmm, people are being hurt by this, so we need to actually help them instead of you know turning them away. Because it's it, it was for me, it was so downgrading. Like I would be going to the doctors and they'd be like, well, there's nothing we can do, and I was like, well, so I have to live like this. Yeah, and it's like we put faith in the doctors to be able to fix us. We assume that they're able to fix us. You know, you go to a doctor and they'll be able to put you back together again if you're broken. And that's just not the case with yeah, these, these fluoroquinolone re- reactions. They just don't know what to do. And it shakes yeah. a lot of people's faith in medicine. It shook my faith in medicine for sure. And yeah, me let, let me just go back real quick and say, like, even though you know, James and I – are talking about time being the biggest factor for us. There are, for people who are listening, there are people who are greatly helped by a variety of different things, a variety of different methods. You know, some people swear by certain supplements and supplement um, combinations. Um, Some people are greatly helped by different diets. Some people get IV treatments from a functional medicine doctor. Um, Some people go through physical therapy. You know, all of these different things Different things help different people. So I, I certainly don't yes. want to discourage people from from trying those things because it might it might be the key for other for other people. I mean you do whatever you need to do to get better. If it means doing all that, do it. I mean, whatever makes you feel better. I mean yeah, yeah some of these things do work for other people. Yeah. yeah. They really yeah. I, and I totally agree. You know, you know, try these things because, you know, they might just be the, the, the key to what you know, what you need to get better. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm echoing again, and we are at about 40 minutes. So yeah, um, five minutes. Yeah, I think we'll think we'll say say goodbye to the people, and um, you know, when this is up on the on foxyhope.com, please comment, share it with your friends, and thank you everyone for listening. Have a wonderful day. Thanks, Admiral.